Hawaii football fans, you're not going to want to miss this one. When UH travels to San Jose to take on former quarterback Shevin Cordero and the Spartans. And when you come on our VIP tour, you can also see Levi's Stadium and check out the 49ers and Saints and enjoy one of the best tailgates that you could before an NFL game. Check it out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com slash tours. You're going to want to be there. Hawaii sports fans, official sponsor of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. And it's almost like I have a kick in my step. I was going to be like, after a win, but it almost felt like one. And we're going to talk about that this past Saturday. But of course, I'm going to bring in uh, my brotherhood right here. Starting with Shane Head Agno. What's up, Shane? What's up, brothers? Good to be back. Heartbreaking loss, but... Um... Still here, boys. Still here. I'm going to be honest. I was a little bit heartbroken, too. But I don't know. Maybe I'm feeling better about it now. Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? What's up, guys? I just got done doing some homework. So I thought that was about as uh, <laughs> good a loss as you could have. <laughs> Sean was reminded to do his homework by Auntie. So Auntie might be there in Nevada this week, Saturday, of course. <laughs> Um, that's going to be the game. And HI Sports fans, we're also getting ready because next week we're going to be going to the Colorado State game. Um, Colorado State and Nevada played this past week as well, and both of them look kind of vulnerable. So we'll talk about that as well. Um, go to hisportsfans.com slash tours uh, if you want to check out our last tour. We got a special going on uh, for our last game of the season, San Jose Stage, Chevin and company at San Jose. Chevin looking like a player of the year <clears throat> candidate. Um, he's going to be taking on UH, his old teammates. And we're also going to see the 49ers and Saints. So that'll be a great tour. Um, we're also going to have a Raiders at SoFi tour. So if we have any Raiders fans, I mean, they played well last night, but just not enough for Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Uh, sorry. Uh, but, you know, if you're a Raiders fan, come join us at SoFi. See the Raiders play the Rams. Um, you know, all of L.A. is going to be there because the Raiders are still um, have dominance, at least amongst the football fans, I would say, in Los Angeles, even after the Rams won the Super Bowl. Um, but get the best seats. Be with the Raiders. Um, who are people saying Raiders? But also be right on the visitor's tunnel where the Raiders come out. So you get to even catch some towels or catch something after the game. It'll be amazing. Um, but just check it out, hisportsfans.com slash tours. Ten years and running, so come join me. Um, we had some Hawaii sports fans at San Diego. We went down from Los Angeles because they came to SoFi to watch the Cowboys and the Rams from our Hawaii sports fans row right there on the visiting tunnels. You know, they had a great time. But they came to San Diego, too, and it was everybody's first time being at the brand-new Snapdragon Stadium and. It was awesome, and we'll talk about the stadium. But first, let's talk about the game because I know 16 to 14. Well, I, I went on the San Diego State. It's funny. Podcast, right? Uh, so shout out Sons of Montezuma. He said, if Hawaii is going to win this game, I said it would have to be a low-scoring game, and mm -hmm. maybe we can score 14 points. Maybe we can score two touchdowns and win 14 to 11 like we did against mm. them at home in 2019 before we went to the Mountain West Championship. So it was funny because we ended up scoring 14 points but losing 16 to 14. But uh, let's just start, Sean. What what is one takeaway for you from the game? I love the way the defense played. Like they they balled out. I mean, holding San Diego State to 95 yards rushing just really stood out to me. Mm. And just uh, if I could get one more point in there, like the the return of the run and shoot, like it's just it's like coming home and seeing that home run bomb from Shager to Zion Bowens, just, I got really excited about that. A crazy game to see 95 yards to have to outrush San Diego state as well. UH getting 146 yards on the ground. 
you know, at the very end when we slipped through and, and got that go ahead score, I don't know. What were you thinking, Shane? Were you, I mean, I know I was like, holy cow, we could win this game, but I wasn't still certain. Like even with the field goal, which you can talk about, I mean, the kickoff, um, I just didn't know what was going to happen. I just felt like impending doom. It kind of feels like those one of those seasons, but I, I thought we were going to, I thought we were going to take it, especially with how the defense was playing. I thought that, you know, we were going to come through when we needed to at the end. Um, but like how you mentioned, once that, that kickoff penalty, oh man, mm. that's not a way to start the thing. So right after there, I started having my doubts already. And then just that last drive by San Diego, the, I don't know, man, the defense was too soft. I hate that stupid prevent D. <laughs> It's like, man, that, uh, they just uh, they just played too soft. The, the receivers were easily open in front of them, and it's, they, they drove down the field too, sim- too easily against this third-string quarterback. So overall, the defense played great, but just a little slight breakdown at that during that last drive. But, yeah, good to see the run and shoot slowly um, developing. Um, and also good to have Zion back, man. You can see what uh, how the team missed him um, since the what first series of the first game he got hurt. So yeah, good. So now just keep consistent, man. You know, I know we're improving, but I don't want to get my hopes up too high because if we lose by 15, 20 points on Saturday, then it's we're just going backwards again. You know. Yeah. But if we continue to improve and be competitive, then then I'll start to feel a little bit better. Sean, I mean, why? What do you think it is? Do you think that this is this could be the break that UH needed to get on the the right side of progress rather than falling backwards and coming forwards again? I think the bye week really helped, kind of reset, you know, to get into conference play. You know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this team has kind of turned the corner. It just, I guess we'll see this weekend if they can kind of build on the performance, do better going forward. So I mean, that was a very winnable game. I was pleasantly surprised. I, I thought we were going to kind of get, you know, not stomped, but just, you know, we thought we were going to get beaten by a pretty wide margin. So, to you know, to keep it that close, that's, it was a moral victory, but I, I just, I, I, I like the way they played. They played with grit, you know, the defense just, they, they put pressure on the quarterback. They attack zones. You know, I just, a, a lot of stuff that we hadn't seen prior yeah. or we, we'd seen like flashes of it, but this was like consistent, like throughout the game up until the last try. Those two kicks out of bounds killed me. I just, that yeah. kills me. It really Something bothers said, me. You know, before the season started, what I said was, regardless of how Timmy does, good or bad, there will be doubters because he will, you know, inevitably have a coaching decision that will go wrong, whether it's fair or not. Um, so I don't know if that's this is the one um, that his staff, maybe necessarily wasn't him that made that call, the squib call or, or whatever, because clearly the kicker was trying to do something right at the yeah. very, but like, was that's, not, to not, that's yeah. not the time to get cute. It's time to win the game. <laughs> it's, but, it's but I mean, what we're, I mean, we're in a, I, I am under impression that he was trying to do something, but maybe, you know, cause in that position, even if you just do a normal kick, even if he just goes out of in the back of the end zone, the 25 yard line, I rather the defense start at 25 than, you know, pick it out, you yes. know, like, cause he's able to. So I don't know, Shane, do you think that that was the, when that happened, did it change your mind about it's, how sure you were? Yeah. Cause with that momentum, when after Parsons made that go ahead score, I thought, I thought, Hey man, we got this, we got this. And then, like I said, just after that kick went out of bounds, I went all stressed out all monku again you know? 
There's all oh. video of this stuff on the internet. Like if you follow that, the la la head, the the Instagram. Oh wow, yeah, I just yeah, wow la la. I don't know, man. It's like I don't know what that. It's like la la head is my is my alter ego because I'm normally not very vocal or well, maybe I'm vocal, but when it comes to UH sports or sports in general, I just get. I just get, I just get stupid. I don't know. I just, can't, I just can't control this. Yeah. yeah. Sheesh. But that's what a fanatic <laughs> is. That's what a crazy is. I mean, and I think, um, you know, that's what it means to be like, you're emotionally affected by a team. And that's what really makes the fan. Like people always claim like, Oh, you cannot claim this or claim that. But if a team is going to emotionally affect you, which it won't for some people that acclaim a team after a year. They're not going to be like, they're not going to understand going through the highs and lows of being a fan. But you having gone through it, us all having gone through the highs and lows of this team, especially particularly the lows, which seem to happen all the time. It's like when a glimmer of hope, I mean, when he broke through and I, I looked at the clock, I was like, oh my gosh, we can win this game. I was uh-huh. like, oh. I mean, I was like me and the two, I was with Candy and Josie, shout out Candy and Josie, who are really close um, to us here at Hawaii Sports Fans, but they, I mean, we were like going nuts. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. I was like, I can't believe it. I, I was well, like, that, oh that's my the thing. gosh. When, when like, all he scored, I was like, we scored too soon. We co- scored too quickly. Yes. And then yes. I'm like, yeah. I tell myself, shut up. We don't score enough. So don't, <laughs> yeah. don't complain about scoring. Well, what's funny, a lot of the Aztec fans already left. So a lot of them had already been leaving. The the crowd had already gone down a lot because they kind of, you know, a lot of them just wanted to leave. It was a late game, but also because, you know, they, they kind of had a feeling that they were going to win. So the ones that had remained in their seats were kind of stunned. Like, Oh my gosh, are we like going to actually drop this game? Like no way. So mm-hmm. it was cool to be there for that. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a crazy game. And I think it, you know, forebodes well, hopefully, um, against the next game against Nevada, a game that I picked us to win before the season, and so did Shane, the two of us. Um, Sean, who actually no. to have won more games up to this point, <laughs> did not pick us to win this game. But uh, I, I'm picking us. I picked us to win before the season, 32-30, and I don't know the score will be that high, but you know, I, I, I'll stick with the win just because. Um, I, I gotta keep going. I mean, to me, like I said, if we keep going at this rate and we do finish four and seven, like, or four and nine, like me and Sean had picked, I mean, Shane five and eight would be even better, but four would be like, I think, um, Hey, this might be a quicker turnaround. And, um, there are every, every team on those and our schedule besides San Jose state, everyone has looked a little bit susceptible. Um, UNLV is like pretty good, but Utah state, even Fresno has looked a little susceptible. All right, why, how are you feeling? So I'm thinking like, if we play like how we did last week, I think we, we got a good chance of winning against Nevada this weekend in the, what all, all whites. Is that what we're doing? Are we doing white helmets? <laughs> yeah. White um, pants, white pants, white jerseys, white helmets or because we've only we worn black, we've only worn black pants the whole season so far. Okay, so maybe when we, we got a new shipment from Adidas. <laughs> I don't know, man. So how does this uniform thing work? Because we have a contract with Adidas. Are these just supposed to provide us with these uniforms, or do we have? Hey, to? That's in the agreement with the school. Everybody, I'm sure, has an agreement with all the schools. But do you see any other school struggling to get just different have, colors? I, I don't know. No, it's have you heard been of this? And like, it's shocking that we, I mean, because the fact is we signed with Adidas in 2021, right? In July of 2021. So it's like, it's been at least, it's been over a year and we still don't have that much Adidas stuff. I, I wore my Adidas um, joggers, which were kind of comfortable. I wore those to the game and were perfect because it got kind of cool at San Diego State. Um, but like I'm trying to support Adidas line of stuff, but we just don't have that much. So it makes me wonder, you know, what the what's the agreement? Sorry, Shane. Um, I'm assuming you're gonna are you gonna stay with your win prediction, Shane, or what are you thinking? Oh, yeah, I like these right, like these um, 
former coach going against his former team stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the well, team fine. is going to play a little extra harder yeah. for coach. Just the fact that yeah. to beat his old school. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with my win. I think it'll be low scoring, though. I still don't see our offense scoring much, but yeah. I think we pull out the close win. What's scary is they still have the the Toatawa is still yeah yeah, yeah. So. and they're yeah they're gonna they're gonna probably shove him down our throat yeah so hopefully, exactly hopefully we can uh, replicate what we did last week do you yeah. guys think do you think we're gonna build on it or do you think that this is gonna <laughs> the bottom's gonna fall out again and just like ah psych <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that's why yeah. This game is so critical as far as to see where our team stand because it's been such a roller coaster ride, you know? Play yeah. horrible, then play okay, then play horrible, then play okay, then play or horrible, then yeah, <laughs> then play oh, and then almost win. It's like, uh. it's like the Chow year where we had, we were 1 in 11. It was that year when it's like mm-hmm. we were really in every game. Yeah. And yeah. It is going to be harder for Timmy to turn it around, but right now, um, given the fact that he has never had to, no other coaches had to step into obviously what the the, the talent drop off situation and the stadium situation. If the Mountain West continues to drop down as well, maybe that's going to help. And it seems like <laughs> this year, I mean, first of all, I, I was hanging out with, like I said, the Sons of Montezuma crew, SDSU podcast crew that I um, I was on their show um, this past week talking about this game. And even at halftime, a 3-0, because I was kind of like chipper at halftime. I was like, <laughs> oh, yes. And yeah. they were like upset because I was a chipper, yeah, but they were like, we're not surprised. They were like, no, I'm not, we're not surprised. New coaching, new offense, new quarterback. And they didn't. They looked a little discombobulated, I would say, for you know San Diego. But they were like not surprised. They said they weren't surprised, but they were unhappy. And then mm-hmm. I was like, you know, watching us go to work in the third quarter. And then I was like, oh, oh, I, I saw Zion break out. And then I was like, oh, if Shager hits him. And then I was like, oh, he hit him. And this is when I'm talking up there with them. And up here, this is a patio. There's like all the pa- there's parents of players up there as well mm-hmm. watching the game. And there's a bar in the middle, like a full service bar, which is really cool. And I'll talk about the stadium as well. But um, they scored a touchdown. I was like, oh my gosh, he scored a touchdown. <laughs> I was like, a long God. touchdown. I know. An and explosive I like, wow. play. I, know. And I, I, said, I was like, that's the longest, I was like, that's our longest play of the season right there. They're like, oh, thanks. It was kind of funny, but they were super cool. And, you know, that was fun for him to be like, hey, come find us. We're just going to be by the bar under the scoreboard. So there's one, a one scoreboard out there in the corner as well. A big scoreboard underneath there's the actual bar. And there's like a patio, a deck, and people can stand there. Anybody, you just got to w- climb up there, up the steps. And you can hang out. There's like tables, like bar tables as well. It's like as long as you are there to claim it, you can be there. Um, so it was fun. Like there's just hangout areas. So Snapdragon, you know, let's talk about that stadium. Uh, Governor Ige, it looks like from that article, mm-hmm. there's no plan yet. He does want to give it to UH, but I guess he doesn't officially have a plan. So I guess we don't know if how much UH is going to be involved with it. I, um, according to that article that Dave Reardon, I think, posted, because he's meeting with the stadium authority. Whatever happens, I think that the attention the newspaper gave to this situation and all of the media, I think it's good timing that UH played at Snapdragon because it is. I will say, I, last week's show, we talked about whether Snapdragon was going to be a uh, model for UH um, going forward. And I think it is a great model and a great start. What what it is, for one thing, it fits, I think, Hawaii because Snapdragon is definitely made for pro team first. Like, it's definitely made for the community. Not for San Diego State, even though it's San Diego State Stadium. It's their stadium, quote unquote. It's not really their stadium because they share it with a pro women's soccer team. But at the same time, kind of UH would be like that too. UH is like that at Lowe Stadium. UH is the main mm-hmm. tenant. But UH, this doesn't mean that a Lowe Stadium has never been catered to UH specifically because we have so many other community events in there. Um, but Snapdragon is a good place for hangout areas. Um, I was showing you folks a photo earlier. There's like a little plank 
that play. Jealous. <laughs> that thing up there, I didn't go. So that's one part I didn't access because you needed to be like a member of this club or something to go up there. So mm. that is an exclusive area. But I did go to the other bar. Also on the Hawaii sideline, right on the top of the concourse and the visiting sideline is a bar there as well. And that looked straight down from that level. So right from the concourse level, the 100 level concourse, the top of that level, you could have a drink there and you can just stand up there and reserve your spot. It's like, it doesn't matter if you have a 200 level seat, you can go down there. They're not checking tickets or anything. So you, that, that was a cool thing. So there's a lot of a lot of bars, but a lot of just areas. They have a lot of monitors around it. So like monitors everywhere. If you're walking around and you can't see this, can't see the, the action on the field, chances are you'll be able to see one of the monitors. So um, I'm going to be doing a video on this. Got to go to HI Sports Fans to check out um, at HI Sports Fans on Instagram, at HI Sports Fans on Twitter. But go check it out. I got to put one together. Um, they have a bunch of suites. That area that looked kind of like what were you guys saying, like Moani's or kind of like um, yeah, kind of like Mai Tais, yeah, kind of like a yeah. Mai Tais where it's like lounge seats, um, patio type seats, and elevated up there and hang out, yeah, and you may, you, and watch the game from up there. So it's so really uh, cool. uh, uh says they're taking notes. What does what does that mean? I mean, I feel exactly. like they believe that they're going to be a part of the process because Gay did. Um, you know, insinuate at least, or if not flat out say outright that UH was going to be in charge of the project. But I can't see now that the UH, okay, so they moved from DAGS, right, the Department of Accounting and General Services to the Department of Business. And UH isn't, I, it has nothing to do with either one of these departments. So I think like, especially because of the Department of Business and Tourism and Eco Economic Development, if they're going to be, it's going to be under their umbrella, I believe they're going to want to be very much involved because it should look at the stadium and UH football and, and the, just the stadium in general and Hawaii in general should be looked at as a sports generation, as a sports destination and an economic driver for Hawaii because in Hawaii, and I think the perception is, especially amongst non-sports fans, that the stadium is just for football and the stadium is just for you know, um, that sort of thing. But Snapdragon has areas that you could rent out, you know, for yourself, like uh, on the weekends when there's no games, like yeah. there's multi-purpose events. Like you could have an event there, like at that one patio area mm -hmm. I showed you. <clears throat> I believe you can actually go and rent that space on, you know, a non-game day or something. So, you know, you, you have to get buy-in from the community. San Diego, obviously the NWSL team, their, their pro women's soccer team, which I've always talked about in Hawaii would work because A, we have the talent in Hawaii, homegrown talent that could play in the league. And B, it's a good starter pro league that's not going to be super expensive, that the tickets will be, you know, affordable. Because uh, even for MLS, the tickets are, you can get affordable tickets, but um, you got to have real community buy-in when you want to start doing a major American pro league. Um, but I think Hawaii could be an MLS team and because that stadium, Snapdragon, is definitely an MLS. I mean, it's bigger than most MLS stadiums already. I mean, it's bigger and better. I mean, if you take Allegiant out of this, the question, and honestly, I, I was talking to Fuchsia about this. So of course, shout out to Fuchsia because she always listens. Loyal listener. <laughs> uh, she better be. now. Um, <laughs> In terms of the best stadiums, because Brad, shout out Brad, another loyal listener. Brad talked about mm -hmm. uh, Mountain, this being the best stadium in the Mountain West, and he called it the best stadium. And I mean, even with Allegiant Stadium in the conference, which is a Mountain West stadium, it could be a better stadium, to be quite honest. If you took the roof off Allegiant, for one thing, the roof and the prettiness of that makes Allegiant a, a better stadium. Plus, it's double the size capacity-wise. And it has cool areas, but Snapdragon has some pretty cool areas as well. Like Allegiant is, I mean, it's not as good as Allegiant in terms of everything that Allegiant has to offer, but it, it's it's like a baby and it is an NFL stadium. To me, to me, to me, it could be an NFL stadium. Mm. It could like and it can expand as well. But what NFL stadiums set it apart from traditional college stadiums is right, NFL is trying to cater to different um, experiences in terms right. of suite experiences, club experiences. Um, but also bar bars at the game. And that's really fun and important. Like it gets boring to sit in your seat. I move around a lot, uh, you know, at a lot of the games. Um, but particularly when I'm at a stadium I've never been at, I like to move around, but 
to be able to move around and keep watching the game and experience different parts of the stadium, which I was able to do at Snapdragon, is, is a part of that experience that will bring people to games and will be able to reinvigor the crowds to want to come out and support. Like, I think this, I mean, it's fair to say this is a down year for, for San Diego State. Because um, there are two and three coming into this game. They're not having a great year either. I mean, the, the Mountain West is not having a great year. But at the same time, because of Snapdragon, the novelty of that, I think a lot of people are are coming um, just because they're curious to see what it's like. So if you can make a good impression. I mean, they definitely made a good impression amongst all the visiting fans. Um, one thing as well is they have bucket seats. They don't have bleachers there. They have individual seats, which is very important. Yes. And Hawaii, like that needs to be a part of that. Um, it was, and it would it would look it would look weird, honestly, to have a, a nice stadium like that and have bucket seating. Like that's the difference between a cheap going cheap or mm-hmm. going trying to actually make it a run at this. And I think um, not to say that the new Aloha Stadium economic development or new new Aloha Stadium entertainment development project wouldn't have been something Snapdragon-esque, wouldn't have yielded a stadium like unto Snapdragon. It, it might have. But now that the, the you know, that's been thrown out the window and there's, there's heavy attention on this stadium situation in Hawaii, we should absolutely look at Snapdragon right away in terms of how we wanted to build the stadium. Because it would be a stadium that would bring people out just to check out the stadium. You know what I mean? That's like worthy of it, worth it already, right? If you could just be like, you can just come to the stadium just to experience the stadium. And just warning, Snapdragon did have to charge C licenses, did have to charge one-time fees, one-time building support fees or something. Like they they closed it in different um you know, um, terms. Verbiage. It was yeah. a, a verbiage, but it was a license. So you mean for the season tickets? So, so say I buy season tickets this year, it it includes whatever that building fee. But then next year gonna be cheaper because I paid for the building fee. Is that what you're saying? No, you, the fee is a one-time fee. Like they don't care. It just gives you access to buying those seats and having that. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I could see that happening in Hawaii as well. That's a possibility. I think it's exciting to start from there. To me, like, I think you could, you could go, we don't, we wouldn't have to probably go that big. Even like one side, we could have, to me, like a bar area, like some bars or some patios, some decks, and then like a a lot of grass, like, and then (laughs) not even have seats, like not really worry about seats inside. Maybe if that will speed up. But, you know, like, I, I think Snapdragon is a good start. I, I hope that they do um, take a look at it. But, you know, I hope they also realize that. It, to me, it has strengthened my resolve, especially because I had a lot of parking and tailgating, is how important that how was. Novel. Even with the new, even with the new <laughs> stadium, the parking is, that is still important. The tailgating is still important to that experience as well because everybody's at their car tailgating and, as you guys know, it's nothing like tailgating and walking into a game, like having an amazing tailgate and walking into a game. Exactly. Haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you. Plus, we got your transportation, we got your parking, we got all the little pilikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, of course, wherever we go because you are the VIP when you come with Hawaii Sports Fans. Uh, But we just want you to make a memory and have fun. And that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com, or check us out on social media, at hisportsfans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us, come connect with us, and come join us on the road, because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now, and it just keeps getting better. But yeah, I mean, now that the Mountain West looks a little bit vulnerable, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, Nevada... Uh, you know, is 
not having the greatest year ever. And like I said as well, I mean, Rolo beat um, Nevada his first year. Coming from right. Nevada coordinator, he beat Nevada his first year. Um, but Nevada lost 17-14 to Colorado State, who got their first win of the year. I, mm-hmm. I watched some of that game. It was it was kind of a low-scoring, low sloppy-ish game, 17-14. But it does seem like those teams are a little bit susceptible. Um, what kind of um, – I don't know if any of you guys had caught any of the Mountain West games. They had Friday games, which I, I was watching both of them. They had the San Jose State game as well. I guess UNLV, they um, destroyed UNLV. Shevin looks good. Uh, and, yeah, Shevin looks amazing. I mean, that's what he was. I mean, he, it doesn't surprise me at all. For one thing, I knew that Shevin was, you know, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the Mountain West before the year started. So that was another – that's why it's also a bigger blow. Well, people are saying if the season ended today, he'd be player of the year. No, yeah, I, I, so, yeah, he's definitely, in my opinion, yeah, for sure. So, um, what's the know, name of the school that Nevada lost to? Word incarnate life or incarnate life or incarnate word? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they've lost like four games in a row. So, get a chance. Um, but also, just having a game again, it's going to be a whiteout. We're going to be in all whites. It would be mm-hmm. awesome. I know we were talking, Ryan, I think it was, Benchin, like we brought out um, those white uniforms from Ohio State. Like that would be amazing. We had those uniforms that would win a lot of points in my book. Um, the rainbow uh, throwbacks we wore at Ohio State in 2015. Um, those were so amazing. Those were dope. <laughs> yeah, those are sick. But what do you guys, what do you guys think about the whiteout in general, Shane? Well... We'll see how it goes. We're not very, uh, just UH fans in general, we're not very good at these uh, color out things, you know. I am. I always match. I always (laughs) match the team. Well, that's (laughs) because we follow the rules. But, oh, so much people that guarantee going to have blues and pinks and reds, like (laughs) I always say. (laughs) It's not that state, you know, like. Yeah. Like when you go into that Penn State, when they do, it's like, wow, that's yeah. an amazing Bro, you was wearing pink during the San Diego State game. <laughs> Who? You. Weren't you in pink? pink? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wearing pink this last game. Because I wanted <laughs> to wear pink for the whole October, but this one I'm going to wear white. Did like and just off topic, but did you see Oregon's? Uh, well, this is just Oregon. We all yeah, know those are those are sick. Oh, their freaking uniforms on Saturday, extreme looking uniforms. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see them, but I heard it's about pink. It's just black and pink. It just looks so dope. But yeah, this <laughs> Oregon, they're they're in another. That's that Phil Knight money. Dimension. But we did that one year. Remember, we had that. Yeah, we had pink special helmet, the black yeah. with the pink H. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, wow, come we cannot even do that anymore. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's what's the excuse with Adidas now? I mean, it's been long enough. Like it's crazy that we aren't supplied amply. Um, and there's even still, like you said, Under Armour stuff in the school store. I mean, uh-huh. that's I think on the prominently Adidas, their fault. It, yeah, like, I mean, they have right. a lot more Under you Armour stuff than they do. Adidas. Yeah, yes. you probably wouldn't know that we're Adidas school. You probably would still think that we're an Under Armour school by going into um, school store. So, you like know, simple things too, like even like you know how the Wahine, the volleyball, they wear those arm sleeves, and everybody's asking for these arm sleeves. Like, yes, it's not yeah. that hard. My dad said he wants one. Sleeve. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had the game on uh, Saturday, and he's like, "When did they start this?" He goes, "I want one." So. Yeah, <laughs> no, I felt like it would look so cool. We're all just wearing those sleeves. In uh-huh. the <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out Guy Yamashiro is one of our big Hawaii sports fans. Coming with us on our tour next week, came with us on our tour to uh, Michigan, going with us nice. to, um, but it's his birthday. So we're on the hey, day. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, uh, coach, happy belated coach. to Timmy. Yeah, coach and Timmy. Happy belated Chang. Coach Chang, but um, you know, with this um, news talk about, there's people still debating whether they want to be on campus or off. I think 
if the parking situation is never going to be, I mean, first of all, to create a Snapdragon S stadium, like an actual stadium, like we talked about, not just an aluminum box that's pushed together. It needs to be done at a, at another site. Yeah. It can't be done on campus. Like it's yeah. not. Be done no more, no more room. No more yeah, room on campus. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like the community does need to buy in. There needs to be a re-community buy-in. Maybe this is our John Burns um, 2.0 moment where it's back to saying, hey, we're going to make a cool state-of-the-art facility um, like unto the one at Snapdragon. I mean, if we had Snapdragon in Hawaii, people would be talking. There would be buzz about it. And then, you know, people would be saying, hey, we should have more events there. Um, you know, um, and even if we can't profit off of it, it's state land. The state owns the land. They'll be able to, you know, probably pay for at least the maintenance costs through events that they have. Um, but it can be something that the state thinks about how they can generate revenue, you know, weekly. And we can keep the Swami there. I think if we at least have the inner circle, to me, we have to at least keep the inner circle. If we keep the, the, the stadium where it is right now, um, and then we just build on it, like we just build parts on it. I think we could, I think we could do something that, um, looks kind of like Snapdragon, but I, I, it would be interesting to find out whether we could, you know, keep some of what America, a lot of stadium is like right now, because, if the stadium was, you could start building some parts of the new Aloha Stadium right now, you know, and have parts of the old Aloha Stadium still going, possibly, if like, at least the lower parts, you know what I mean? If we yeah, took you off. could have like a steel wall from like the old Aloha Stadium or something. Yeah, something that's going to like, I'm thinking like we reinforce the bridges and put stuff over there, um, you know, like stuff that's going to you know, anything. I mean, really, if we just took down one side of Aloha Stadium and just tried to, um, you know, build part of it at a time, I think it would be worth doing on this the current site that we could start even next year. Like, say we just had the orange section of one side of Aloha Stadium, um, or only the, even if we just had only the orange um, you know, of the entire stadium would be way more than we would need anyways already. So we just had like <clears throat> the orange, like how San Jose is doing this year, right? They're, they're doing their, their whole visitor side is torn down. So they just have the home side right now. Leaving a low stadium is going to be set. And like, I feel like the nostalgia, you know, if we have to move on, we have to move on. But if we move on, it has to be something moving us into the future and something that we can be proud about having like Snapdragon is one of those stadiums. It's you can tell people like, Oh, you should come to the stadium and just mm -hmm. check out the stadium. Like it's that cool where you, where the stadium is worth talking about. And it doesn't matter how what the team's record is. Like I said there, and I sent you that guys, that promo that they're doing against San Jose state, the first 10,000 fans are getting a hoodie. Yeah, that right. Like, that's cool. That's really cool. And that's what I'm saying. Promos, we all have the same budgets for all of our athletic departments. And promos, you know, um, they, they right. don't go have you, anything. Go UH to get football card. What you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Man, and I only got one so far from the first game. Like, yeah, geez. I think I only got one too from the first game. Yeah. But you know, it's like you need to make the game day enjoyable in a way where, because and, and even at San Jose, even at um, where I sat in our in our team section on the day of the game, it was forty three dollars. So it did come down a lot because they were like mm. they were like a hundred dollars those seats, mm -hmm. like a lot. In the beginning of the year, Snapdragon was going crazy. And I told Brad, because I know Brad is still listening. So shout out Brad again. But, you know, that they weren't going to be able to charge. They, and they aren't because, and in the club side, they can have amenities and, and keep up. But on the non-club side and the visiting side, you can't charge that much anymore. Mm. I mean, easy to get tickets under $100. It was only 30 bucks. How much was and the club mines, In our UH section, mines, I, I don't, and it was a standard ticket. So they must have lowered the prices manually. I think they were dynamically. Because I paid forty three dollars, and then with with the oh, uh, accident fees, nice. five. So, so yeah, and that was in our section, the one hundred, which was nice for our visiting. I believe that was where the band was and everything. Um, That's we cheaper were all right. than teaching 
on yeah, the side. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. And I was like, yeah, it was a really good <sighs> price for that stadium. I, yeah, tacos, they have, they have so much food at San Diego State. So, I mean, it's really, that would be something. That, and that's something that they could do right now. And they kind of did with bringing in some of the food trucks. Because I, I love the food that the food trucks that are, even the food trucks that are still there at T.C. Ching. I mean, Boba, um, the mm-hmm. Thai place with the Thai food. Olay's. Oh, good, that Olay's, like... Mm-hmm. That place is really good, like really good. Like, and we have that. So, I mean, there are parts of TC Ching that already proves that you don't need to have the best stadium in the world, but you have to understand fan experience. You have to understand that you have to get people, um, you know. And in Hawaii, people don't want to complain. Obviously, people don't want to be negative. So, everybody <laughs> feels a need to have to overcompensate, and that's like not genuine at all. Like, yeah. you, you can't be critical. Like. We have to be. It's like people deserve, like, we're looking at what these other schools are getting. We do deserve better. We deserve better um, as our, as a fan base as well. Um, but there's but, also fans that this, like, TC Chang and, like, Aloha Stadium, that's all they know. Not everybody travels all over the country going to, yeah. going to games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to give, give them a, a cool experience, a, yeah. a stadium that's kind of reflective of Hawaii, our, our culture. I know yeah. San Diego State uh, embedded a lot of that kind of stuff into the building, and I'd, yeah. I'd love to see the same like effort put into whatever structure is put up. Hopefully, that there is a structure. Yeah, okay, yeah. The community, the community feel. Like if they do yeah. that with here and how they have the patio and the lounge seats, that would work here because everybody would. Hang out over there and drink. Uh, grad grad party at New Alaska. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. That would work so good. How are the concession <laughs> prices? Like average, the food and the beers. Yeah, or- and like I said, average for California, which I'm yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little bit higher. I mean, like parking, for instance, game day parking is forty dollars. Which not bad. is you know, kind of normal. It's still gonna be high for a lot of people, but yeah. that's the lowest. Mm-hmm. That's general, forty dollars. So um, I'm sure if you wanted to get closer, I, I mean, I don't know. You probably had to be a season to get older. They probably did something parking passes, but there was ample parking. The best part is you could, you know, tailgate everywhere too, but $40 parking. Um, so that's one way to, for them to make money right off the bat. Traffic you know, was good. The flowing in and out was good. Smooth. <laughs> you know, it was pretty good. You know, it reminded me, it was kind of like, the old um, Qualcomm, less people though to, to to fight with, but that's also a place that you have to have it because there's nothing around there, so you have to have parking. Um, well, that's part of the reason they picked that area because yeah. they had the land; they didn't have it down in near the, the school. That's why I think I think the school. I think if we build something, a la you know Snapdragon, where this where Aloha Stadium is right now kept the parking, the inner circle parking, and then let the state, I mean, well, it's the state's land, and let the state do whatever else they wanted to do with the rest of that land over there. Um, I I heard they said something like housing would be hard because the sewage and the piping wouldn't be able to take, but that's what they kind of are thinking about, building housing. So whether they do that or not, I mean... I feel like they got to at least keep the parking because at least that would keep the Swami going as well, which I think would be important. But no, I, I, it's a good addition. It's a, it's a good um, Snapdragon being an, an example to the Mountain West and to the conference as to what is, you know, maybe, that, maybe not all the schools can have that luxury because it's kind of a community-driven project, but... You know, it's a fan experience wise, that is like the standard, you know, having clubs, having, like I said, this plank, this patio that's looking over um, the end zone where you, it's a private club basically. And you're up there by yourselves looking down at everybody below you. I mean, that's really cool. That's something I never, ever saw at any stadium before. So that's, 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 that's where we have to go. That's where we have to be headed, but we have to leverage that instead of, you know, worrying about maybe private companies building retail. Cause that's what they said, right? The money that we're going to extract back right. is not going to be enough for the maintenance. It might be enough to build the stadium and it might be, Oh, ho, ho. 
but these guys get to keep their buildings and their other space, these private developers, while our stadium once again starts to fall apart because we don't upkeep it. So that needs to be built into the budget as well as upkeeping. So, you know, I think it's going to have a lot of eyes on it. I don't think UH is going to be in charge of it, but I think UH should have a voice for sure um, as to what they want to see done with it because we're going to need to have these club spaces. We're going to have to have, um, and that's what I'm saying, those those tickets on the silence are UH, they're already charging them basically club level prices and giving them nothing. Literally a better view a better view maybe mm-hmm. it's like that's nothing like those people are really getting robbed honestly in the middle like i mean i feel like uh probably knows that they're just corporate a lot of them might be corporate and it is what it is and they can donate the 500 dollars on top but it's a lot to pay on top when you know you're not really giving anything else like they should have at least given free um, seat back or something and just had all the seat backs there. Like that would have at least been something more, but my wife's I mean, company, they got, they got free seat backs. Yeah. So maybe they did for certain ones, but they just gave everybody because like you have to give, yeah, the amenities have to go up. That's like the name of the game in NFL. And now that the college is mimicking the NFL and what the NFL does, you know, you have to, I don't think Michigan or schools that traditionally have their stadiums set up like traditional college stadiums are necessarily going to run to, you know, modify their stadiums to look like these modern day NFL stadiums. But I think going forward, newer college stadiums will start to look like these modern day NFL stadiums, at least the ones that are public universities like this too, because you guys saw the Northwestern's renderings of their new stadium. Yeah. It's nice. It's smaller though than what they're playing in now. Right. Well, theirs right now is kind of small. It's not that big. It's not that big right now. I think it's even smaller, but I think it's got all the the bells and whistles. So yeah. Cause that's what's important. Bells and whistles and no um, worry. We got this. There's nothing to worry about, guys. UH is taking <laughs> notes, and the state the state has a plan, right? Nothing yeah. to worry about. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> Everything else is all right. I mean, but I feel better given that Snapdragon exists as a model. Like, I feel better having gone to Snapdragon on, like, uh, if these guys see this and don't know now what the stadium should look like, because it doesn't Aren't even inspired. have to be as big as Snapdragon. Yeah. It really doesn't. I mean, I, I think 35,000 is important. I think like you should have an area that, um, you know, is you can squeeze a lot of standing room or having like, like I said, that area on the, on the hill where kids can run around. And, you know, that could also be a standing room area, like find ways to not have to build maybe, but stick people in um, and find ways that, you know, to use, to make it nice. Snapdragon looks kind of concrete y, like very, like, you know, just looks like concrete and poultry. You know, don't want to look like an aluminum foil, too. So that's another thing, you know. So it's like, I rather it look like that. Like, so it, it looks like a hard, solid stadium, you know, and that's what Snapdragon is. So I do feel better about that. Hopefully they took their notes. Hopefully they read the accounts of the stadium because everybody was raving about it. Everybody loved the stadium. Like, everyone loved the stadium. Like, even I mean, the local, the locals loved it too. I love it a lot. I guess because that first game was so hot and there was nowhere, they were burning. Like that, mm, it yeah. was like the worst first game out ever. But that's because of the weather. Um, so it would they should build like a, like a roof. Like that's why like canopy maybe Oregon kind of have a roof or something. Yeah, that goes over just so it can cover the fans at least. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be important because. Um, I mean, the planet is getting hotter. It's not getting it's not getting colder. It's literally getting warmer. It's fake news, uh, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, uh, climate change is real. So the thing is, like, it's affecting the stadiums as well. Even with SoFi, I mean, it's made to um, have certain ventilation, and it does work. But on a hot, when if it hits, uh, the sun hits, and if it's hot, it's going to get hot in there, and the planet is not getting colder. So why? Like a lot of these architects and 
these these developers, they don't take that into consideration because they don't need to. They don't think about it in the future. They don't. They just want to get it built, and then that's it. So if Governor Ige is right, saying, well, some of these private developers, or you know, uh, Mike McCarthy saying some of these private developers, they're not going to, you know, be there for us when the stadium needs maintenance. They're just going to take their money and take their land that we give them to help build the stadium and do their own initiatives and make money their own way. So maybe they'll realize that you need to invest for long term and having, you know, the whole, everyone have buy-in in the community and the whole state and the legislature, if they all back it um, and something like Snapdragon, it would be a good economic driver. It could be something positive and it would be something that um, everybody could use and we could have all kinds of concerts. We could have stuff there all the time, um, especially if it's built like, how a Snapdragon's built. So Dana, yeah. Dana White's waiting. <laughs> oh yeah, UFC. That's right. So UFC. There's a lot of stuff that can come. Yeah, they just it just takes some vision, some you know, yeah. some some planning, and somebody to manage it. Like yeah. somebody to just take the ball and just run, not just kick it to someone else. I hope that with this new stadium development, UH has a more clear. Like they have a person up to stadium authority weekly meetings. Like that's a part of UH. I don't think that is at all. Even though there's overlap, people that have worked at UH, people that work in the stadium authority. They should have a UH person on the stadium board. Like seriously. Yeah. But I'm saying like you could have one of the UH people just represent them on the board. Like you have a, have a, have a ad hoc appointed. Uh, yeah, for a seat that is just, um, you know, a seat that is filled by a represented designee from the UH Athletics Department. So whether UH says our associate athletic director over, um, you know, like Rich Sheriff or something, somebody that's in charge of facilities, they have to be on that committee and they have a say on what goes on at the stadium. Um I don't think UH can give be given the stadium, you know, as their own. I mean, I don't think they should be charged rent. You know, it's the state, but I don't think that they should be a partner. Yeah, they should be a partner. partner. But they should be an active partner. But they, I don't think that they should, you know, like run it like it's their own facility, like they own it. Like I don't think it should be run like that at all. Like seeing a low stadium as a, a economic opportunity for our entire state so that it gets buy-in so it doesn't it's not looked at as a football project it's not it's really not the stadium is a community it's a gathering gathering place yes so that's why we need to also um get the right narrative behind it like hey this is a place where we can have concerts more than that they just gotta start building it right now build something like snapdragon and figure it out like I said, join us at hisportsfans.com every week. hisportsfans.com to find out the latest tours. Um, find out about what we're all about, Hawaii sports fans, um, how we started and why I talk about my grandma so much. But it's all about the love we have for this team, for Hawaii football, and that's where it starts. But it also extends into our love for being at games and having that fan experience. So that's always important. It's always first. hisportsfans.com slash tours. We have some coming up, like that Raiders tour that includes air as well. $14.99 right now is a special. I'll include that game and the airfare and everything else. So um, make sure that you go and check out all the deals and make sure that you're, um, you know, just following along by joining our mailing list as well. HISportsfans.com. Thanks for joining us. For Sean and Shane, this is Wayne. We'll see you guys next time. Aloha. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.